So this is an original story titled Mr. Black. This is taken from the Library of Shadows subreddit and written by the user BookwormsRN. I asked him if I could read this story aloud as a narration, and uh, <laughs> he said that that was fine just as long as he got to hear the audio recording when it was finished. So thank you very much to him for this, uh, what I thought was an intriguing little story. I um, think it's a really neat idea. So let's do a super quick little ad here for Anchor, and then we'll get right to the story. Thanks. I was about to head home for the night when dispatch notified me of another fare. I considered turning it down, but it's been a slow night. I just hoped it wasn't a group of drunken leprechauns again. My car still reeked of vomit, even after getting the cab hosed out. To top it off, they stipped me on the tip. Pot of gold in my ass. So I made my way down to the warehouse district and prayed it was just an elf or fairy. They at least tip well. Even if... Half of them tried to glamour their way out of paying the fare. It always surprised them when I called them out. Oh, it was just a human. Low man on the totem pole when it came to anything magical. But I could see through glamour without even trying. It wasn't a gift I'd have chosen. Most of the things that use glamour use them for a reason. They're disgusting. I notified dispatch that I'd arrived at my destination settled down to wait for my fare. I'd give them two minutes and then turn the meter on. At time is money. Sometimes the fares I picked up, they warped time just by being. Nothing like an hour passing in the time it takes to drive three blocks. I'd parked under a street lamp because I like to see what I'm going to pick up and some things couldn't take the light. Those I didn't trust. Not worth the risk. In truth, most of the things I ferry around feed off humans are prey on our weaknesses. Magic is mostly forgotten by humans, but getting paid in gold coins or gems made it worth turning a blind eye on the predators. I mean, what had humans ever done for me? I felt the old bitterness well up and tried to stuff it back down. It wasn't productive. And the foster system sucked. Especially when you could tell the foster parents weren't even human. Although sometimes the humans were worse than the monsters. Yeah, fuck it. At least I'd learned to defend myself. Holy water, iron nails, twigs of rowan, silver cross. Not that I was a big believer. And Betty, my gun. No silver bullets right now are just too expensive. Plus it hollow points I'll have to do. All of that obtained and learned the hard way, fighting tooth and nail not to stay the victim. One day, I'd go back and finish some of those assholes. I had a list. A long one. I looked around, wondering where my fare was, and flicked the meter on. I gave it five minutes before I radioed dispatch to say it was a no-show. I nearly came unglued when a voice in the back seat said, Fifth and Park Street. It wasn't just the voice. It's raspy as creepy as hell. It was that the doors had never opened. How the hell had he gotten in? My ability to see through glamours made me hard to sneak up on. 
Other mind tricks rarely had any effect on me, so I wasn't very comfortable to be surprised like this. But I tried not to show how much I was shaken. Nothing was out of the bounds of possibility with the kind of fares I picked up. Uh, Fifth and Park? I questioned to make sure I knew where I was going. Got a nod from the thing in the back seat. Tried to get a look at it to see what I was transporting, but it was all in shadow and hard to focus on. I could make out a dark leather duster that had clearly been through the ringer with dark stains and scuffed sections. He's also wearing a hat that left his face in shadow. It seemed to absorb the light without revealing any details, but the worst part was that I couldn't see through its glamour. I could tell it was a glamour. The edges of the figure glitched and spiked, but I couldn't see through it. Had to be pretty damn powerful. Lucky me. I plugged the destination into my nav and flipped the car into drive. As I headed out, I continued to observe my passenger in the rearview mirror. Despite streetlights and a full moon, it remained obscured to my vision. So, what's at Fifth and Park? I asked. I could kick myself. Small talk was something powerful enough to hide from my sight. This thing was making me nervous. Hated babbling. Mostly just drove and stayed quiet. He, I'm pretty sure it was he, remained quiet for so long I thought he wasn't going to speak. Until that raspy voice echoed hollowly from the darkness. An ending. Well, if that wasn't ominous as hell... I hated that he was behind me, and I hoped the wards would hold out if he made a move. Perhaps a beginning, it continued after a pause. I decided that was enough chit-chat for this ride, and sped up a bit. I just wanted to get this fare over. I rolled up on a stop sign and prepared to roll through it when I felt a hand on my shoulder. Shit, he was through the wards with no effort. Stop, he said. I slammed on the brakes. Instant compliance to his command. And that was a good thing, too, because a car came flying through the intersection where my car would have been if I hadn't stopped. My heart was pounding, but not from the near miss. When he touched me, I felt a vibration. It echoed down into my abdomen and rattled around in hollows I hadn't known existed. And it burned. It was like it was made aware of deep wells in my soul. And now that I was aware... I couldn't not feel the empty spaces. What the hell? I turned to look at the black mass behind me, and somehow I knew he was smiling. What the fuck was that? He stared at me and leaned forward, and I caught a glimpse of his face. At least, the giant scar that puckered and twisted his features before his glamour cloaked him again. Drive. The empty spaces continued to ache inside me, and I swallowed nervously and turned to face forward. Let's just get this over with. There's only a few blocks to go. I drove forward. The warehouses had given way to ramshackle places way past their prime. The yards decorated by junk and the occasional swing set behind wire fences. I finally reached Park Street and turned ahead towards 5th Street. The ache had intensified and gone from burning to a cold darkness inside me. Chills went down my spine when we reached our destination. I knew this place. I'd recognize it anywhere. I dreamed about it enough. I came to a stop and stared at the unobtrusive white house with the peeling paint. 
I knew that behind it would be an old oak tree with a hollow in the branches. I used to hide there. I knew this place all right. The occupant was on my list. I jumped when I heard the car door open and the interior light revealed my pale and wild-eyed face in the rearview mirror. Mr. Black had stepped out and shut the door. I watched as he approached the house. I could see him more clearly as he walked under a streetlight. In addition to his duster, he had a gun belt complete with gun and two white sticks holstered on his back. The sticks looked carved and hard to focus on. He reached the door and never even paused as he kicked it inward and walked inside. I considered grabbing my gun in holy water and getting out of the car. But I remained frozen in place watching the door of the house. I already knew it was inside. A nightmare. An unholy shrieking started up in the house and loud crashing sounds came from within. The sounds of the nightmare jolted out of my stasis and I grabbed my gun and supplies and stepped out of the cab. Fuck this thing. I'd had to run away repeatedly as a kid, but I was stronger now and I wanted revenge. I moved closer to the house. The sounds were louder now. When the front window burst and I saw Mr. Black tumble out with a writhing nest of dark tentacles in his arms, one of the things from my nightmares was here. Mr. Black had drawn his weapons and the two sticks were a glowing blur, spinning and striking in movements far faster than a human could wield them. I was surprised they were striking the creature. Every weapon I'd ever tried to fight it off with had somehow just passed through like there were smoke, but his sticks landed solidly and the areas he hit became solid, more real for a few seconds. I could see he was causing damage, but it didn't seem to be enough, and he was taking damage as well. As fast as he was, there were hundreds of tentacles. Some of them were stabbing into his chest and legs. I knew what that felt like, and I knew they would be draining him of energy. I raised my gun and fired off two shots. They hit the nightmare dead center, but passed straight through, causing no damage. Fuck! I exclaimed. Started helplessly as the thing twisted its tentacles around one of Mr. Black's legs and managed to bring him down. He landed hard but swung both sticks upward into the mass of tentacles, causing it to solidify and recoil. Shoot it! He cried as he struck it again and again, trying to shake it loose. Its tentacles continued to squeeze and stab, and I swear I could hear it laughing. An ugly, whispering cackle that stirred up horrible memories. My vision went red, and I raised the gun and fired four more shots. Three passed through harmlessly, but one entered the solidified area by the sticks and obliterated the creature. It screamed again, ear-piercingly loud. My eyes widened and my adrenaline rushed. I'd heard it! The hollow point had shredded it, but it was already reforming, twisting within itself and repairing the damage. Hit it! I screamed. Mr. Black swung his weapons at the nightmare and struck it hard. Waves of energy from the sticks caused the creature to solidify for a few seconds. I fired the remaining two bullets and both struck the brutalized creature. I threw my holy water at it, and where the water landed I heard a sizzling sound as it shrieked again. I frantically reloaded my gun as Mr. Black reclaimed his leg and struggled up to one knee. He looked a lot weaker and didn't move as quickly. One of his sticks had been pulled away when the creature recoiled, but he took the other one in both hands and began to beat at the creature. Gone was the grace and speed. Just raw brutality. I timed my shots to his swings and each bullet did massive damage. I continued shooting me when I ran out of bullets, but the black mass of tentacles had stopped moving and I didn't need any more. Mr. Black had collapsed. 
breathing heavily with blood flowing freely from a multitude of wounds. I moved swiftly to his side, trying to remember any first aid. I knew should apply pressure, but there were so many wounds. The darkness around him was gone. I could see him clearly for the first time. Scars marred his visage, old ones, well healed but thick. I recognized him anyway. Take it, he said, pulling at a black iron ring on his right hand, he continued weakly. And the Escrima sticks. As he dropped the ring into my hand, a jolt of energy passed through my body. Just like the vibration from before, only a hundred times stronger. The empty spaces expanded, still achingly empty, and my body went rigid from the pain. I collapsed as the power faded. The ring? No, just a ring. Although it was on my finger. I looked down at Mr. Black, his breath coming in gasps. Knew he wasn't going to make it much longer. His wounds were too severe. He's losing blood quickly. Finish it, he gasped and looked towards the creature. Its tentacles full of smoke, writhing occasionally. It had to die. I stood and grabbed the sticks, now revealed to be elaborately carved bone, and approached the nightmare. I raised the weapons and clubbed the creature, hitting it over and over again. It tried to writhe away, but I followed it. It lashed out and a tentacle punctured into my throat, but I kept swinging till one last blow crushed some inner core and it began to fade. Dark energy rushed up my arms and soaked into the empty spaces the ring had opened up. I could feel the creature's soul inside my body dissolving into pure energy. The puncture wounded my throat, healing, scarring over. With the spaces filling, my mind began unfolding. New awareness stretched outward. I could feel holes opening up through time and space. I could feel the life energy of those around me in the houses. I wondered what they thought of the commotion and gunshots, but no one had come out to investigate. I guess they knew better. I pulled on the darkness within and cloaked myself in shadow. I went to Mr. Black and knelt down beside him. I took his hat and removed the duster. I knew he would want me to have them. I placed my hand on his chest and brought forth the dark energy again. His body began to fade as I pushed it into a between space. Standing up, I looked over at the cab and knew I wouldn't be driving anymore. I slid the sticks into their holster and adjusted my gun belt. Checked the gun and smiled grimly when I saw the silver bullets. I looked up at the full moon and felt inside the duster's leather pocket. Inside was a wrinkled and stained paper. I gently unfolded it all. I knew what it was. It's my list. Several names were already crossed out. Using a twig dipped in the blood of the nightmare, I crossed one more off the list. I stretched my new awareness out through both time and space and felt a tug to my left. I just knew my next target was that direction. These bullets would come in handy. I looked around one last time. The nightmare would dissolve with the sunrise and I'd already disposed of Mr. Black. Nothing was holding me back. I had a list and while I didn't really understand how it was possible, I now had the means to finish it. I hoped I wouldn't get the scars Mr. Black had gotten. I'd been shocked to look into my own face. Older, more battle-worn, but still me. 
I saluted the spot where Mr. Black had died and said, We will get them all, every predator and every monster. My voice was raspy from the injury I'd taken despite how quickly it healed, and it echoed strangely from the spaces that had grown inside me. I wondered which me had gained this power, what price was paid or due to be paid. But I knew I had it for a reason, so I stepped forward, sliding through between spaces towards the next thing on my list. So there you have it, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed that. Um, I'll do another one of these sometime soon. And until then, uh, you can find me on Twitter. We'll do our 11 p.m. nightcaps. And I hope uh, this finds you well and rested. And until next time, thank you so much. Good night.